0: again. I told you. Stay after mimosas.
1: That was actually the perfect intro to episode 115 of the Craft Heads podcast, the podcast about nothing, where my best friend and I, Tommy, talk about a particular topic, have a crafty cocktail, beverage, beer, wine, what have you. But this episode We are following up with part two of CHP Winter Symposium 2019 in Tampa, Florida. This is part two of that. I know it was a while ago, man. This was all the way back in, um, it says Saturday, February 16th. So welcoming back Jake Kurtz and Mike DeVidio and also new friend of of the podcast. Yeah, Anonymous Charles. But uh, Mike, uh, one-time guest of CHP, welcome back. And Jake, you've been on the podcast multiple times. Welcome back. Hello, good to have you guys back. So we don't have a particular topic. The last time, I think we just sort of talked about life, uh, our experiences, what we do for a living, etc. And I guess we can just have a part two. Let's introduce the the cocktails. So we have a BYOB, bring your own, bring your own beverage podcast here. Normally we have a, a coordinated one. Jake and I have. Peach bangers, which is a bullshit term I just made up last night. It was uh, simply peach or whatever the fuck Uh with Evan Williams. That's all it was last night. Mm -hmm. I said we needed three ingredients for a cocktail. And uh, it turns out we were actually out of the peach, too, except for a little splash. So it's mostly orange juice, Evan Williams, maple syrup, and we put a splash of something else. Well, we had to fill the void with orange juice.
2: Yeah, maple syrup, orange juice, peach, and
1: Evan Williams whiskey. So here we are. And Mike, what do you have?
2: So I decided
3: to go a little more unconventional, but I I tried to stay on the same line as the uh, Peach Burst or whatever you guys are drinking. Uh, So it's the Evan Williams. Uh, I went with coffee as my sort of base and um i put a little splash of maple maple syrup in it just for some taste and then cream so it's kind of like a twist on a you know it's like a canadian irish coffee
1: perfect and it, it tastes quite amazing yeah. and an anonymous charles isn't here at the moment but he's drinking truly which is yeah. fitting yeah it's yeah. good yeah yeah <laughs> so you guys um we'll start we'll start with mike only cuz you've been on here uh, more times jake w- would you care to provide us with an update of what's going on sure. in life with you cuz it's a very yeah, exciting absolutely. time
3: I'll give you, uh, you know, just for the listeners, kind of give you the background of where I was at, uh, you know, February 2019 last year and kind of where I am now. Um, so last year at the time, oh man, it was February. So I had just taken over as director, I yes. think last time. Yes. Wow. Man, time flies. Yeah. So I was, I was the director of pharmacy operations. I was new into the position, uh, with my, my company. Um, Things have been going great up to you know to the point where I'm at now. Um, big news as of you know, obviously it was big news to you guys uh, earlier this afternoon. Um, my wife and I will be relocating uh, <laughs> in three weeks hmm. to just outside of Washington D.C. an area called Sterling, Virginia. Uh, I was accept I accepted a position with a long term care pharmacy, so I'm stepping out of the uh, sort of niche pharmacy that I've been in for the past three years now. Uh, I'm going into long-term care, and um, yeah, you know, there it's it's a big change, it's a big move, it's all happening very quickly. But uh, you know, we're we're pretty excited about it. So we we have to move up there um, the week of Thanksgiving.
1: It's fantastic, and this this news is hot off the press because. <laughs> We we had a brunch today scheduled at, at Jake and Kelly's, our friend Jake and Kelly's house, and um, they they dropped the news on everybody at the same time. And, and again, as he said, it's very fast, but it's it's a wonderful opportunity for Mike and and his wife Heather, and it's just it's all good things all around. And we're excited for their next chapter. Jake, give us uh, an update on Brick Media, an, an old friend of the podcast.
2: Yeah, so last year in 2019, I was probably about eight or so months into doing brick media full-time for myself, seven or eight months, something like that. Um, It's had its ups and downs, you know, in between uh, then and now Um, COVID sort of started off pretty rough, lost a couple of clients because we had a client that was in the hotel space. We had a retail store client. We had a couple other clients that just couldn't afford marketing because that's obviously the first thing to go anytime something bad happens. So, It had, you know, that was probably the worst, um, that was the worst time period for brick so far because we just lost a lot at once. But since then, things have seemed to bounce back. I mean, the business world has felt a little bit more confident over the past three or four months. So things are getting back to normal. Um, my fiance, Kelly and I just moved into a house where we're actually recording the podcast right now. Beautiful house. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just hired a small team of three people, so it's no longer a one-man show, so things are starting to get a little bit more serious, um, starting to get slightly more you know, established, bigger clients, things of that nature. So um, yeah, just blessed, um, fortunate to be in the position that I'm in, but yeah, no major update outside of business is going pretty smoothly, and obviously the new house, but yeah
3: well i mean i think that's a pretty major update i it's mean it's pretty you, yeah. you have two more employees than you did well and i'm, I'm and given, one, given everything that's happened so yep. far in 2020 give I mean, yourself more
1: credit jake you said I no longer a, at that. you said you're with the sizzle you got to work on the sizzle i need to work on the sizzle. <laughs> The steak you're, and the yeah. sizzle but your um your show it, it it hasn't been one man for years yeah you've yeah. always had people you know helping you out you know hired. I've on.
2: had, I've had people helping myself included. Certain, yeah. with Yeah. <laughs> Alex too, for a little bit, but, um, the way that I've sort of done it up until this point is, you know, as work gets more busy, I just bring 1099 contractors on as needed for certain tasks. For example, if, uh, if we need graphic design for a certain client, like I'll just go find somebody that knows graphic design and hire them as a 1099 just for that project, pay them monthly or, you know, whatever we agree on. But, up until this point, I've never actually had W2 employees that are actually on the Alex Brick Ships. Media team, like on the team. So it's, it's been a pretty big adjustment. But yeah, like Alex said, it hasn't been a full one-man show because I've always sort of project managed and done the things that I'm really good at and then outsourced the rest to other people. But this is my first big step into creating an actual team, so I'm super excited about that.
1: Well, I say cheers to you both because huge career thing is going on for both of you. Appreciate, thanks, cheers. And Appreciate it. Awesome. Cheers. It's freaking awesome. It's it's good to have you both back. Yeah, man. So, thanks again. Yeah. Cheers. Absolutely. So let's let's just get off into some. Wait, can random, I say
3: something before yeah, we before please, we move forward? Please, I just want to. I feel like you know, sort of the story that Jake says here is you know, COVID hits, the business drops off, and then everything roars back. What's What's been eye-opening to me and something that I've realized is that COVID, I think, hit every business the same way, right? Because in, in the pharmaceuticals too, like business dropped off big time when COVID first hit. But just like what Jake is saying, business roared back. And that stands true for social media and marketing that stands true for pharmaceuticals and it stands true for multiple other businesses. One specifically that I'm, I'm very well familiar with is the restaurant industry, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's an industry that's been hit worst than pretty much any other one. And uh, anyway, it's just kind of an interesting point to bring up. Like, even though yes, COVID has, has had such a dim light on 2020 you know, I think most industries at this point are starting to roar back at a greater capacity than what they were before. And I know specifically for us, business didn't just come back. It was, it was you know, 10 or 15 percent higher than what it was pre-COVID. And it sounds like that's sort of what you're describing, too, is, you know, you're coming back, but you're also coming back with two more, not just 1099ers, but W2 employees. That's true. That's a good point. Right. I mean, that's.
2: Yeah. I mean, marketing is usually a byproduct to some extent of the overall business world, because obviously marketing is a service that businesses hire you for. So when businesses are feeling confident, marketing companies do better. Whenever businesses are feeling less confident, marketing companies suffer. Yeah.
3: Right. Yep. You know, and, and just kind of the closing point on this for anybody who's listening, all hope is not lost, right? There's Absolutely. there's great things to look forward to. Uh, I think somebody said it to me best recently, 2020 has been a conditioning year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are never again, hopefully, going to have a year, knock on wood for this one, yeah, as call. bad as what 2020 was, but we're all conditioned for it now. But yeah. hopefully we all stand in a better position than what we were prior and, you know, we can all move if, I'm if... on board
1: with you, Mike. We're, we're all glass half full individuals here. And like, I knew back in March, you know, saddle up. This is going to yeah. be a bumpy ride. Yeah, and yeah. it still is. We're like, we're far from the end of this. But right. like, it's, it is, it is literally not the world coming to an end. We're, we're going to get through this. The whole world's going to pull through it. Jake, what were you going to w- say? I was going
2: to say, I would argue that we needed a year like this to sort of just like reflect and sort of chill out a little bit maybe like be in our heads a little bit more and sort of reset and think about some things and appreciate some of those small things that we were taking for granted for a long time so I know me for instance like just like being able to go out to a restaurant or like be in public or be around friends like all that kind of stuff I feel like I started to take for granted and like you know I would be invited to some things and be like oh man like I'm just not feeling going to that and I sort of started to take friendships for granted and things like that. And then once I started to not be able to see people, I feel like it sort of allowed me to reflect and realize how important that kind of stuff is. So
1: Beautifully said, and we're not trivializing anybody's losses or sorrows throughout the whole year. It's just like we are – all we're doing is coming up with a, a positive uh, – side effect or you know like a right. silver lining that's yeah. all it is yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta so, clarify exactly. everything nowadays yeah well yeah. I, honest to god you do like mm-hmm. and if i hurt your feelings um as bill burr says i'm, I'm sorry you feel that way <laughs> so <laughs> hey anonymous charles has joined us what's hey, going on yeah, yeah, anonymous anonymous charles, charles here. there he is
0: it's beautiful what, what, what are we talking
1: about guys um just you know mm-hmm. life love all those good things uh, honestly um charles if you you can share as much as you want or don't want uh do you want to say anything about What you do, or where you're from, or nothing at all, or you can just chime in. Seriously, you don't have to share anything. I'm gonna be chiming in. All right, chiming in sounds amazing. So let me chime in, Charles. Let me let me totally just you know go off on a random tangent. I told you, Jake, last night at dinner, Mm -hmm. I wanted to give you, I wanted to present a weird question to you, like a hypothetical, Mm because I love hypotheticals. So you remember how very early on in the podcast we had the five senses. And we talked about if you had to give up a sense, what would it be? Yep. So here's a weird one. And this is for specifically, it doesn't matter to vegetarians and vegans, but for meat eaters. All four of us eat meat, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. To varying degrees. If you had to give up in, in their entirety, cows, chickens, or pigs, and everything that comes along with them, what would it be? Pigs. Pigs. Okay,
0: you can't have bacon.
1: That's fine. Really? I up turkey bacon.
0: They've linked a closer relationship than insulin. So insulin, obviously, you're looking at diabetes. So diabetics recently, they linked a closer correlation than diabetes and sugar to developing MS and eating pork. So we need to source that correctly. If you want to Google it, you can pull it up right now. So these were multiple... <coughs> multiple studies So let me let
3: done. me let me just clarify that. So you're saying that they, there is a stronger correlation of multiple sclerosis with pig meat than there is diabetes pig with meat, sugar. sugar. E pork. Yeah, pork. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Pig pork. Meat. Yeah. That sounds pork <laughs> for right. the layman's right? Uh, pig meat,
2: right. cow meat. Right. So, really? So
3: I I that's news to me. I didn't know that. I am going to fact so check you on an that. So an antigen from pork That changes my
0: opinion on this. A stronger correlation than sugar to diabetes.
1: First of all, pigs are disgusting. I just okay. typed it. They, they are filthy the <laughs> animals, and I, I totally, I'm very impressed with Jake and anonymous Charles because I, they answered immediately. And I'll be the first to admit, I love bacon, and I love it. I love it so much that it was a very difficult conversation to have about which animal to get up, give up, and I eat too much of it. And it's one of those things that it's, it's like a very guilty pleasure of mine, and I'm not sure what to do about it. I actually almost immediately said chickens. Isn't that weird? Because I think of how versatile and important chickens are to us, and I was like, oh, my God, but I love, like, bacon well, and, and pork belly and everything else.
2: Here's the thing. If you lose chicken, the only thing you lose is chicken. No. Eggs. Oh, mm. man. That's why Ooh. I had to drop that on you, because ah. somebody <laughs> said
1: that to me at dinner the other night, and literally I'm staring at a soft boiled egg <laughs> in my ramen, and I was like, wait, never mind. that. That can't work. And then I wound up realizing, I was like, maybe cows but like ground beef and like mm-hmm. vegas ribeyes and i'm ah uh, it's horrible it's a horrible conundrum i guess yeah. giving up pigs would be the healthy
3: choice probably See, i i'm going to be the outlier here i would have said cows yeah. yeah i don't eat a lot of red meat i don't eat a lot of burgers mm-hmm. i don't eat a lot of you know like for me i'm much more the type to go for the seasoned pork tacos okay. or mm-hmm. um you know, the chicken is, I mean, that's my favorite. Yeah. So I, I would i would never choose to, to give up chickens. But cow for me, I mean, although given the uh, groundbreaking science that was just dropped on me from Anonymous <laughs> Charles, I think I'm going <laughs> to switch my opinion and go with, uh, you
1: know, pig meat. Oh, uh, my... Pig meat? <laughs> oh, man. I, I should name this episode just pig meat. Pig meat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mike, so somebody uh... else had a question. Who else had a question earlier? You said uh, a hypothetical you were going to give for the podcast. Oh, I
3: didn't have a hypothetical. I just had a good question. Okay, um, let's do it. Uh, So just to give a backstory on this, we were just sitting here saying, you know, what are we going to talk about? And Jake, I think, said, let's just have questions. And off the cuff, the first question I could think of is, um, where is your favorite place to travel? And if not, where is your favorite place? Where has been your favorite place to go travel? Hmm.
1: Okay. My... I'll jump in since everybody's thinking. Yeah, I, I know I speak on, on behalf of myself and Tara. Japan has been our favorite place to travel. Mm. She's been lobbying pretty hard to go back pretty soon. And I'm like, honey, I, I want to go back, but like let's let's do a couple other things first because we're both obsessed <coughs> with seeing new things and trying new places. So we definitely want to go back, but that has by far been our favorite place that we've visited so far. Uh,
2: that's tough because I feel like Kelly and I... We haven't traveled internationally at all, so it's all been United States stuff. Um, I would say my favorite place so far that we've gone has probably been just California in general. Because we went to San Francisco, we went up to Napa Valley, we kind of looked around that whole area, and that was just a really fun time. Um, I mean, Georgia's really cool, like all the lakes and everything, in like South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina. Yeah. Up there. Yeah, there's nothing specifically that comes to mind because, I mean, we live in Florida, and it's paradise down here, and I don't leave a whole lot. But
1: Internationally, where do you want to go, if anything, off the top
2: of your head? For some reason, off the top of my head, I think Greece would be cool, just with the different options you have there with, like, the food and, like, you know, all the stuff on the water and the ocean and the, the boating and things like that. I dig um, it. Yeah, I think Greece would be pretty cool, but... I don't really have any immediate desire to go overseas. I mean, I feel like I still have a lot to see here. So.
1: That's a healthy perspective. A lot of us take the United States for granted, and it's like there's 50 countries to see here. Uh, like, uh, there, there really are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, before we get Mike's answers and uh, Anonymous Charles on their travel destinations, let's come back to pig meat for a second. Apparently, there's been a breaking news story, and we have an update. Either one of us can tell us what you just read. Actually, I think Mike's pretty blown away. So let's do this. So while, while we've been talking about traveling, uh,
3: Anonymous Charles sent me a link to a website called healthline.com. And I, I was actually reading this while we were initially discussing you know, some of the correlations. But uh, I think the staggering fact here for me, and, and this is staggering for me because I'm trained in reading you know, medical studies scientific and journals. Literature. Yeah, scientific literature. Thank you. Um, there's a correlation, there's a, they, (laughs) the word they use here is whopping correlation. There is a whopping correlation of, uh, it's a 0.87, which is a P value of less than 0.001, which is much higher and more significant than the relationship between MS and fat intake. So what they're saying there, you know, this, this deals with confidence intervals, your P values, generally speaking, when you have a P value of less than, Uh, anywhere between like 0.01 sometimes they'll consider things to be statistically significant if it's a p-value of less than 0.0 or less than 0.05 uh 0.001 is very significant yeah that's there's that's kind of undeniable at that point you know uh
2: yeah i didn't think i'd be hearing about confidence intervals today i'm I'm not happy and
0: mike what is the source on that um so why don't you go ahead? and yeah, I feel like you so, know this already. So, so go ahead and just. So I say it to him, but the source is BMC Public Health, which is the second largest open source public health journal in the world. So, rep- so reputable, very reputable. Yeah, okay, right. so what
1: you're telling me is, by the way, this is not just bacon; it's pork. Pork. Right. Fuck. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Supposedly the anad- No more <laughs> pork.
3: <laughs> pork, pork intake and multiple
2: sclerosis.
1: Oh, that's no. that's what the study
2: looks at. No. Pork, pork. Shout out to Kelly's brother, Brady. He's been telling me this shit for the longest time. Yeah,
1: good call, dude. <laughs> and actually, so that's your, your vegan superpower friend. Yep. Mine is Sven. And when I tell him that we talked about this on the podcast and my whole world is just being shaken up, he's going to be very happy. I'll, I'll never forget the time we talked last about it a couple years ago. You know, he jokingly... I said, I know bacon's bad for me. I just can't help myself. And he's like, "Really? You, a fried pig's ass is bad for you? I, I, I never would have guessed." And that <laughs> well, stuck when you with put me. It that way. Yeah. And now I'm, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So there you go. Um, travel destinations. Let's just keep bouncing back and forth because that's what CHP is all about. Uh, <laughs> Mike, where do you, where do you want to go? Where have you been? So I think the the my favorite
3: place that we've ever
1: traveled to. So Heather and I, I don't
3: know Alex if you know this, but Heather and I took our honeymoon um, in December of last year. We went to uh, Dublin, Ireland, uh, London, and Barcelona in Spain. Mm. And Barcelona was absolutely my favorite city that I've been to nice. out of the United States. I mean, we stayed in a, in a small area called Pablo Sec, which is not where the French quarters are. So it's not where the tourist area is. And it was just one of the coolest experiences. And I think what I liked about it so much, it was both the best part of the experience and also the most tiring part of the experience is that nobody speaks English there. And English is their third language. So I don't know if you know too much about how the Spanish government is set up, but they have sub governments set up and then they have an overall broad government. So specifically in Barcelona, there's the government of Catalan, the Catalese. Right. And then there's the Spanish Catalan government. Catalan. Right, yeah. right, right. So if, if Catalan was its own country, Barcelona would be the capital of Catalan. Mm-hmm. And it's its own language, too. Yep. Um, so I, I think for me, it was it was both, like I said, it was the best part, was not really knowing what our day-to-day was, and it was also The most tiring part because simple things like ordering a coffee wasn't just like, uh, you know, cafe, por favor. Like it's, it's a whole nother language and it's not quite French. It's not quite Spanish. It's Catalan. Yeah. So that's been my favorite place that I've ever traveled. Um, if I could, the next place that I would love to travel to is, uh, Montevideo, which is the capital of Uruguay. So South America. Yeah. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about, about that. You know, that's the east coast of south america i've heard a lot of good things about that area and i think um i think that's going to be our next travel destination once we you know once we make that jump when you say once you make that jump do you have a a time a timeline i mean i i had a timeline for moving out of florida and that ended (laughs) up being two weeks so uh, you know uh I would say probably next year sometime as long as sort of the pandemic subsides and everything is kosher for us to travel. But I, you know, we would love to keep traveling outside of the United States. There's so much to be said about traveling outside. Yeah. We're,
1: we're sort of in the same boat. Tara and I, we want to go, we were initially going to do a a huge Italian honeymoon and obviously that didn't happen this year. So I keep telling Tara, like, you know, we'll just go next year. And she's like, Oh, if COVID allows, well, it's like, well, obviously, but I'm hoping that at, October of next year—that's a thing—and if not, we'll go as soon as we can. But uh, don't snooze on travel; don't keep putting it off. Just book it. Just make it happen, yes. whatever you know, COVID permitting. Uh, Anonymous Charles, Mister AC, where, where are you going to go? Where do you? Where have you been? What's your favorite place to be? He's, he's just watching some uh, college football.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Do you? Have know. you traveled much? So traveled a lot when we were younger. Moved a lot as a kid and. Just uh, ended up comfortable here, down here in Tampa, and getting everything established. Haven't really uh, had the opportunity to travel, so I will say I lived in uh, Tennessee for a while. It was just crazy, man. Total, uh, total culture shock moving there. But it, it shows you how uh, what you said earlier is very true. We do have many different countries within one here. Uh, a lot of different ideologies. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, listen,
1: yeah. this is a very um, open-minded. Um, all ideas, beliefs, creeds, welcome, ecumenical podcast. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks or does as long as it doesn't affect me personally negatively or like in, in an objective way. We've talked about this plenty on the podcast before. And uh, we also mentioned our, a friend of ours, Alex, in the last podcast who loves hearing different perspectives from all over. So thank you, Anonymous Charles, for that particular one. Um, I've, I've been to Nashville before, which is not a good representation of all of Tennessee probably, but like I was incredibly underwhelmed by Nashville. Wasn't (laughs) a a huge fan. I think it's a little overrated, but that's just my opinion. I might get firebombs thrown through my window for having an opinion, but what do you think about Tennessee? Have you been there before? I've never been to Tennessee. Jake, have you? No,
2: no desire to go. All right. So
0: I would like to go. Nashville is a little more normal as opposed to the mountain folk. Now now,
1: you know what's funny so to again open opinions Which, different conversations yes. don't charles get me
0: wrong very nice people lots of very nice people in hindsight um middle school not nice people wow uh, yeah, okay we're nobody's about, nice. We're I was gonna about. say you're yeah. dealing with middle school oh, oh, Terrible star. Star. and just so i don't sound like a total asshole i'll just say uh i'll group them into middle school people yeah. Middle school. Yeah. And, yeah and
1: and oh. i would like to talk <laughs> to the mountain folk and see what's going on out there because i got like the taste of the metro city and it was just like any other city except like this weird bastardized commercialized country thing, and it was it was very strange. But you know, it works works for a lot of people. Yeah. Just because it doesn't work for me doesn't mean it's not good yeah, or whatever.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So so I got a question.
3: All right, Florida just voted the minimum wage to be brought up to $15 an hour mm-hmm. by 2026. Okay.
1: I have something to say about this. I'm curious. I want to know. <laughs>
3: okay. Where, I want to know where you stand. Here on we this. go. This is so good. I was, I was just talking and, and the backstory why I brought this up. I was talking to somebody recently who has very obvious opposing views to me mm-hmm. on a lot of different things. Although I do like to discuss with people who have different views from me because it's a lot of times eye opening. Um, and they brought forth a position on this that I had never thought of before. And it was like, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense. So I'm curious to see, you know, sort of round table here, what, what the positions are on
1: it. Mike, I think you're going to really enjoy what I have to say because it's not even political. Okay. <laughs> All right. What year are we in? Uh,
3: 2020, I think. 2020.
1: It drives me insane when anybody reports on anything Something to that, like something of that nature that far in the future. That is not yeah. even worth reporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $15 by 2026? That. Yeah. What does that even mean? Right. We could get a governor next year who shoots it all to hell. Not and then only it, that, and then but like, what is $15 six years from now? Yeah. It's probably going to be worth half of what it
3: is. Like, it's $8, eight dollars now.
0: It's so stupid. I, I mean, exactly what Bernie Sanders said. And not that I fucking have any political opinions, but he said the same exact thing back speak. in 2016. <laughs> he said, We're fighting for $15 an hour now, which is going to be obsolete by the time it's actually passed. Which is the truth? Everyone's freaking out down here in Florida that the cost of living is going to increase and this and that. Well, the last time minimum wage was increased before 2007, it was 5.15 per hour for 10 years. After that, it was an increase to 6.55. Since 2009, it hasn't been raised from 7.25. How much has the cost of living gone up since right. 2009? it's two percent a year, roughly. Right, and what happens when people have money to spend? It comes back into the economy. People spend money on local businesses. Everyone's freaking out. What about the small mom and pop places? if you can't afford we run off capitalism that seems to be the thing that most people come back to well it's capitalism so why are we giving this minimum wage well a minimum living wage is what is fundamentally what this country is based on of being able to survive on not being on working a 40 hour week and being able to live and feed your family and able to rent at least a one bedroom apartment for Christ's sakes
1: yeah and, and you know what charles i i appreciate opposing opinions you and i differ in the sense that and this is an opinion
0: we're,
1: sure i don't i don't want even want to say i'm getting political cuz like to me political implies you're going to get to a point where people hate each other and no, that is never going to happen with these people but right it's like now. my personal opinion is that those kind of j- minimum wage jobs are not meant to, to su- support a family so like if you get a minimum wage job at target or whatever i would never expect that wage to be able to support your your partner, I'll say, in 2020 and, and maybe an average of two kids or whatever. And, can, I, can I counter that? You can, it's not a counter. Just so, say so what and you now, want. And
0: now that we're arguing, but just to say shouldn't anyone who works 40 hours a week in this country, in the wealthiest country in the fucking world, be able to support even themselves? You can't even support yourself on minimum wage. I would challenge anyone in our government to live off minimum wage for a week and see what it's like. As someone who has a very challenging job, I get paid well, I'm in a union, I have all the benefits of social programs, of democracy, of, of different things that have benefited me, but most of these people get shafted, they, they don't get 40 hours a week so that they don't have to pay them health insurance, they don't have to give them benefits, they don't have to give them a retirement, so these people are, are getting the short end of the stick the whole way across, like... I'm raising my okay. hand. Okay. I got I got something to say before yeah, we continue. Go. Let's go. And I
3: just want to I just want to say this before we move on. I see Charlie's position on this. So do I. Right? Yeah. That being said, Charlie, you've worked incredibly hard to get to the point where you are.
0: Sure. <laughs> but I also work even as hard as my job is, right? As hard as doing this is, I still I tell people this all the time at work. I guarantee fucking you that a 12-hour shift at McDonald's is 10 times harder than what I do. I'm not denying There's a that. lot of skill. There's moments of being incredibly stressed from 0 to 100, of having a really difficult job that you need a lot of knowledge to know what you're doing. Sure. But the labor-intensive working your ass off, just because it's mundane, most people don't even have any fucking clue what it would be like to stand behind a grocery register for 12 hours on their feet, busting their ass day in, day out.
2: It's tough.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and and, and, these are human
0: fucking beings, and we're in the richest country, and the people that benefit are the board members. That's who's going to be hurt by raising minimum wage. So so let
3: me say one other thing, as as the director of a company, and I'm I'm very well entrenched with the P and Ls that are. uh, I smell supply and demand coming here. Uh, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I from a business, I mean, I don't I don't get paid what I should to do my job. I'm just going to put that out there like the the typical salary of the position of mine is, is roughly $50,000 more than what I'm getting paid. But there's a work-life balance and a slew of other things. You know, we're not gonna get into that. But I can tell you that although I, I, I see both points and, and honestly, Alex, it was what you said that was sort of eye-opening to me. You know, should a minimum wage job, is that really intended to be for like a working class adult that, you know what I mean, like, you should be working harder to gain a higher salary. So at some point, the question is, are we perpetuating the system by raising the minimum wage? And and I think there's a lot more that goes into this before you can really just answer that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can tell you from experience, $15 an hour is not going to be a problem for my P&L. Because right, I I pay my employees more than fifteen dollars an hour when they start because I I see one hundred percent what Charlie's saying like I know that a fifteen hour even a fifteen hour forty hour a week work work week you can barely pay your bills on that mm-hmm. especially if you have debt right especially yeah. if you have debt but I I do have one or two positions that get paid less than fifteen I mean it's it's thirteen would be the base uh, you know and and I I've, I've had a situation recently where I have a, an older you know, old, older, I say, like maybe two years older than me, gentlemen, who's who's in a position to take on a management position of that lower salary job title, you know, and and to some degree, I think this is the internal struggle of this guy specifically, it's, you know, I'm getting paid 13 an hour, but I have the chance to be a manager of this position, which means I'm going to make 1450. But do I really want to be a manager of the shipping department. You know what I mean? Like, right. is this what I want out of my life? And I, and I think that's, that's sort of part of this whole global conversation is, you know, is it meant to be the salary for, for the working class adult who needs to support their, their kids? You know, I, I think you can argue both sides of that, but again, that's what I brought it up for. Cause I wanted so, to hear everybody's opinion. on yeah. let, me,
0: let me ask this question. Shouldn't anyone in this country who works 40 hours a week, be able to not live in poverty.
3: What about, should, a, what about a high schooler though? Should
0: you be shackled to poverty if you're in high school, if you come from a poor socioeconomic area, right? You, you don't have the advantages that many people do like most of us I'm sure had. So you come from a poor area, you don't have those advantages, you leave high school with maybe a GED and you work 40 hours a week, should you be able to live out of poverty?
1: Can I answer that one, Mike? Yeah. My, my answer to that question is – This is not my podcast. It's not as easy as saying yes or no as a blanket-sweeping answer for every American citizen.
0: I like, think it is. Well, and, and that's okay. So, it's just so a fundamental so you, disagreement. So just – yeah, as that fundamental disagreement, you think that someone who's working 40 hours a week at a job regardless of the job that they deserve to live in poverty?
1: I didn't say they deserve to live in poverty. I'm just saying that if if they don't have a college education, which I hate that that's the norm, by yeah. the way. I'm very
3: uh, against. And there's there's a whole slew of issues education. we could talk about so, with college so education, have too. So we yeah. go to
0: college tuition, which has raised 900% since the 90s. So now you take these people from this poor area, put them in a situation that's worse than credit card debt. They can't go bankrupt on it. They're now taking out massive loans with absurd interest rates. Right, same here. I'm the picturesque except person yeah. here. You, <laughs> you know have more I mean? debt like, than most normal people. I have three hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. Except we didn't come from a poor socioeconomic area. We didn't come from the same disadvantages as a lot of these people. I mean, my- so their only opportunity out is to shackle themselves to an enormous amount of debt. That's an absurd way to run a country that's supposed to be the best country in the world. That's absurd to me. That's well, just my opinion. So the other thing, the last point I'll make on this. Is consider the fact that now these people working 40 hours a week, they're going to cut them short, give them 39 hours a week so that they can't get health insurance, right? Usually what happens, you take places like McDonald's, Burger King, different places like this. So even if they have health insurance, let's say they do, they're working 40 hours a week, they're poor as shit, they can't get a one-bedroom apartment. Now what are they on? Because they're below the poverty line with a corporation whose CEO... And board members are making way more hand than over they f- Hand over fist. Yeah, yeah, just generally. Cleaning yeah. up yeah. because it's all about the bottom line. So they could pay them a living wage, like places like Denmark that also have a fucking McDonald's that pay them twenty dollars an hour, give them paid leave and vacation, etc. So now, jump back to America where they're making seven twenty-five. What are we doing? We're subsidizing them with government social programs. So now we're subsidizing we these already rich corporations that are paying them a poverty wage and they're on they're on fucking food stamps and all different sorts of they're on snap programs like they're on these programs because they're being paid poverty wages by a corporation that's extremely profitable. That's absurd to me. I understand not Look, killing a mom this. and pop place by charging them $15 an hour, or making them pay people $15 an hour. But, but like it, Amazon should be paying fifteen dollars exactly. an hour to their employees. Like, yeah, sure. should, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, If they can afford it, they should be doing it. There I agree. Some correlation to what they're putting out into the economy and what they're paying their employees. Like, There's this. This is sorry,
1: this is Amazon a really good follow up <laughs> to. Actually, we recently Tommy and I had a nature versus nurture part two episode, and <laughs> anybody who's listened to it is going to be very confused right now. But Tommy and I agreed that at the end of the day we definitely fall, we we believe it's a huge part in general, like 50-50, but we both place a heavier emphasis on nature. And Tommy actually falls even heavier on the side of nature. Uh, I'm like, I'll say slightly more on that side. And to your point, you just said, you know, Denmark has a living wage, $20 an hour or whatever. My solution is like, if you don't like the way we do things, you can go elsewhere. You don't, nobody's you know, holding a gun to your head saying that you have to live here. I think it's the best country in the world, but that's because I'm an American. I'm a patriot. I love it. It's been good to me. It might not be so the best country for everybody.
0: How does someone in a poor area of Detroit or Chicago move to Denmark? My well, point is that if we're the wealthiest country, we should be taking care of our own people.
3: So, all right, before we continue, I just want to say this is this has been like an internal struggle for me of where I stand here. Sure. And, it, you know, I respect all of you guys, and I respect your opinions, and I – Again, I see both sides of it here because on one hand, it's like, are we perpetuating the situation? But on the other hand, people can't live on even fifteen dollars an hour. But I think bringing up Denmark brings up an important point for me: is what is our what is our middle class in America, and to what percentage of our total population is there a middle class still? That's
1: a that's a really good question. I mean, I can remember, I've. I don't want to say I felt poor, but my first job out of college, I, I didn't make a lot of money. And of course I was saddled with tens of thousands of dollars worth of, of college debt. And it almost made me feel like I was poor. Like something I, I try and communicate to anybody who will listen is somebody can make a really, really, really great salary. Uh, maybe like a, I don't know, a computer developer or something like right out of college, but they have $100,000. Talk worth about a of debt. pharmacist or, or a right? pharmacist. Or do you want right? to talk case so, in point here? So,
3: yeah. I, and don't I'll, be, e- I'll be totally upfront with you guys. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you how much, you know what I mean? Like, Just ask away. I'll tell well, you. okay.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, don't share, definitely don't share anything you don't want to, but let's put it this way Who's making, who's quote unquote making more money? Somebody who is making $50,000 a year with no debt or somebody who's making what you make? with $300,000 worth of debt. It's close,
3: right? I mean, I'd have to sit and do the math to really answer that question specifically, but yeah. I'll tell you, you know, $300,000 worth of debt is borderline crippling. You have I mean, another
1: mortgage. Basically, right. Yeah. Or yeah. a mortgage. A mortgage. A yeah, home right yeah,
3: now. and it's a mortgage that I I can't to Charlie's Charlie, anonymous Charlie's point. I can't <laughs> go bankrupt on. It's
1: unsecured debt. It's which is
3: horrible. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Like I can't even die. They can all you know, they can right. they'll just like come break your legs yeah <laughs> it's I'm 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 literally shackled to this debt yeah. and it's it, there's times when to be truthfully honest with you guys it 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 feels like suffocation, yeah, and yeah. it's sad and it's sad for me to to have worked as hard as I did through six years of doctorate school to come out on the other end and you know at the time I, I was working a, a a shit job and you know, like the paycheck barely covered the 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 expenses and everything, and it's like, what did I do all of this for? Mm-hmm. Why didn't I go to a community college and just get a job where right. I had barely any debt and I'm making sixty k a year? Because that arguably would have been a better position than what I'm in now. Right? I, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I think that there there is a slew of fundamental issues with this whole discussion.
1: Craftheads podcast does not have all the answers. We have no, never, no 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 we have yeah, never. we've never claimed that. We've only claimed that it is a place, it's an open forum for discussion. That's all it
3: is. I I love that. And I think that there's something that Anonymous Charlie said to me very recently, as in like two hours ago. And it, it deals, Charlie, you put this beautifully to me. People get to a point where they, they, Um, they lose the ability to have constructive conversations with each other. And, you know, I think that's what this is all about is we sitting here have varying opinions on things, but at the end of the day, we all have constructive conversations about it and we, we have the ability to have conversations with each other. And that's,
1: you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. If we're, uh, I don't know, about 50 minutes in, we can go as long as you guys want, we can, we can. Maybe we can wrap up with a lighthearted topic, which would be super awesome, but...
0: I was going to say... Yeah. No, sorry. No, 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 don't apologize. Hold on. This this is is great. I mean, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Regular Jake. Yeah, Jake Jake is speaking now out of all the voices here. Jake the fucking guy, McGee. Yeah, there we go.
2: So, I don't... As you can tell, I haven't really talked at all during this conversation. (laughs) I just don't like talking about this kind of shit, but... (laughs)
1: <laughs> I am disavowing myself from this conversation. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> that's what Jake it's is like saying. Jake slowly
3: just slid back.
0: I'm sitting no, here. No political question. conversations as 50 minutes in. I know. Yeah, yeah right. Sorry. Yeah.
2: I'm sitting here trying not to shit myself because I had mimosas all day. <laughs> so I don't yeah. want to talk politics. And, and no. Podcasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all,
1: all kidding aside, that's just – what we just – what just happened here. I like listening, by Please. the way. Please Please do this more often. Go find – listener, dear listener, go find somebody who you know you do not di- you do not agree with, whether it's a, a stranger or a friend with whom you've had difficult, you know, strenuous conversations or whatever because you guys are completely on the opposite side of the fence. Find some common ground. Like just – just please get along. Yeah, uh, I got something to say. Though.
0: Go ahead. Real, real quick on the political topic. Uh, if you guys want to hear a funny story <laughs> – I would love uh, a funny story. So let, let's change gears here. Uh, so I'm I'm just gonna roast my wife real quick. Um, yeah. So so we'll we'll call her Anonymous Diesel. Um, <laughs> uh, call her Diesel when she has too much to drink. Love her to death. Best best thing to ever happen to me. Uh, first year meeting her. Obama still the president. Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, we're all playing cards against humanity, right? And uh, everyone drew cards and and. We all had these random people, like 16th century poets or like a king from the 1700s. like yeah, those just, like random just,
3: people cards just, that you give with cards. You know,
0: and, and I'm with her and her roommate. And her roommate, you know, everyone had like two or three friends over that we had never met. Real snooty, like just not people we'd ever hang out with. And we just met them that night. So we're all sitting there playing Cards Against Humanity. And uh, her roommate goes, hey, everyone, if you just have a weird card, just say who it is and, and throw it back in. And so we're all like, King Charles, the whatever, you know, and, and throwing him back in. And she goes, yeah, who the fuck is Joe Biden? Oh, 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 oh man. <laughs> so, he's the president. Oh, God. I about died. I was like, well, uh, he's the current vice president. And I mean, to be honest with you, half those girls didn't even know that. And then the other really snooty ones were like, this bitch doesn't know who Joe Biden is. <laughs> yeah. and, and so to this day, we were walking in Target the other day and I'm like, Hey, you know what's crazy is that Joe Biden's probably going to be our president, and like five years ago, you didn't even know what his name was. Like, you literally called him Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. So. Joe uh, Biden.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, f- I mean, to be fair, I feel like Mike Pence is pretty irrelevant. Like, I yeah, would... my, I have talked to plenty of people who have no idea who he is, and I'm like, yeah. that's somebody who was elected into office for the past four <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah, But all right, more more lighthearted bullshit. Can we think of any other? Like goofy what, questions or stories for the end. What's your best
0: week. drunk story since you're fucking leaving us, you son of a bitch? What's your best drunk story from Florida, man? If you need a minute, it's cool. What's what's let's do best drunk story from Florida? For all <laughs> this of us. is an easy one. Oh, this is an easy I, I one. Was, I was you gonna should, pause and give him some time.
3: No, 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 no. no. He, he he knows he knows the a, answer to this question already.
0: Right. Right, Jesus, Mary, and don't forget, Joel. <laughs> so.
3: This is, I mean, I think this is how we met too. This story. Well, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, Jake, were you were you at that pool party at Camden when I was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. sliding around. Yeah. <laughs> sliding. That sounds like
2: me. <laughs> So, Mike was uh, just wet and swimming trunks sliding around the concrete. All yeah, across. I was
3: I was on my stomach sliding across the concrete because yeah. it was like slippery.
2: Yeah. Oh man. It was like you were covered in oil, just moving around.
0: <laughs> we, yeah,
3: it was probably a mix of sunscreen, sweat, and like pool water. Yeah. Anyway, we uh, we decided to have a pool party at our apartment complex, and at the time. It was myself, my wife, and uh, one of our other mutual friends who lived at this apartment complex. And we were each allowed to have like two guests there, and we ended up throwing a rager at this pool. Hell yeah! I mean, it was, it was, Charlie was there. It was like one of the first times I
0: ever met Charlie. Actually, when we fir- it's Charles with three L's. And yeah, was- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was when we first met, man. That was crazy. Charlie
2: Charlie likes to walk around with like a Gatorade container that yeah. they have at football practices <laughs> and just carry it up to your mouth and just pour it in.
3: Charlie had a Gatorade container of panty dropper, and I was in the pool. What, what is panty dropper? I, Charlie,
0: pink pink panty droppers. You take Everclear. Drink next time. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. Oh done. yeah. Here we go. Done. Oh, y'all about to get weird. <laughs> Perfect. It's a uh, pink panty dropper it has vodka, Everclear, and then you take a bunch of the. Uh, The pink lemonade mixes, mix that shit in there. I think there's some Sprite. It gets you real fucked up. Uh, We were walking around. It was a big Gatorade, like whatever those. Like a sideline container. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And Charlie, I was in the pool, and Charlie was coming to me and putting his foot on my forehead and pushing my head back. I'm appalled. And was above me opening the spigot in the pool and just like
2: showering me with pink paint. And this drop. is like a normal Tampa apartment complex. Yeah. yeah not at all. Like,
3: like well to do yeah, normal. Exactly. People. So at some point I had, we had run out of Miller light or whatever, normal beer we were drinking that day. And I had a couple uh, like random, uh, actually Steve Burdick, one of my old roommates bought me a, uh, like a craft beer, uh, beer of the month club or something like that. So I had all of these like random ass, porters and dark beers and and uh charlie and alex i don't know if you know this charlie holds the world record for being able to chug a beer faster than anybody else in the face of the earth i
1: would love to see him against the slice bros oh, oh really yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, that sounds amazing it I just disappears see it. it's just like that's freaking
3: and so we're at this pool party and charlie and i end up next to each other we're both like dude we're out of beers what are we gonna do and charlie looks i said to charlie i got crafts i'm gonna go get them so I run up to my apartment real quick, and I come back with, like, you know, a 12-pack of these random-ass beers. And Charlie and I look at the beers we're holding, and uh, he looks at me, and he goes, you want to chug it? Let's slam it. And naturally, God. Yeah, naturally standing there with a stranger, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, let's chug these beers. <laughs> so we slam them. And I think we did a second beer after that. Oh. And then we stopped and looked, and they were like 12% alcohol. Oh no. And I was like, I'm That's about to get beers. fucked.
0: It is
2: black. And they've been best no. friends ever since. <laughs> yeah, we really. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: so they fucked that night.
3: So the Maybe the night goes on. I got more of this story. This is, you know, <laughs> oh, we get, how much weird. time do we have? Because we no, got another like got 10 minutes of this story, yeah, I think. Weird. Um and I don't, I don't, I'm fuzzy on the details. Cause it's been so long, but, um, Oh yeah, that's right. I was, I was in the pool and I was, I was slamming my wife, like taking her and choke slamming her and like flipping her over me the next day.
0: Not abusively. No, no, no. Yeah. We were in a pool. I remember sitting there watching it with my good buddy, Danny Sullivan. We're like, this guy needs to be in the group. Yeah. (laughs) He run over, she's standing by the pool and he just, I forget what the WWE move is, but he just run like sideways Grab her head, and then they just both go flop. DDT. I was. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Dude, just. Oh man. And
3: so, at some point, we poor pack Heather. up. I know my poor wife. We pack up, oh, and so uh, yeah. yeah, we pack yeah. up, and and we we get everything back into the apartment, and we're we're down at the pool still, and I'm the sun is starting to set, and I wear glasses, right, and we're at the pool, and I have my sunglasses on. And I also don't have my phone on me because, you know, we're at a pool. And so immediately my anxiety starts. I'm like, oh, I don't know where my phone is. I don't know where my glasses are. Oh, I got to find this shit. And it goes for like two hours. We're on this hunt Mm -hmm. for my phone, for my glasses, you know, and it's now like eight o'clock at night and it's dark and I'm, I'm sitting in the parking lot of our apartment complex on one of those like bumper things that you run your, your front tires into with my sunglasses on just feeling defeated because I couldn't <laughs> find anything. So Heather finally tracks me down and she's like, hey, idiot, you threw the bag. It slid across the dryer and fell in between the dryer and the wall. Ah. Here's your glasses. Here's your phone. Right. And I'm I'm hammered at this point. So, Char- Anonymous Charlie, and I, I don't know where you were at the time. I think you were probably... Who knows? At, you were probably at Jefferson. With Anyway. Um, Anonymous Charlie is with our mutual friend, and uh, I decide to call them and leave a voicemail asking where they are. And uh, in my drunken stupor, called and left this like crazy detailed story about a tractor trailer flipping over and catching on fire and my glasses being destroyed amidst the wreckage and like it was like a three minute voicemail and at the very end i was like yeah i'm just kidding i'm sitting outside come down whenever you guys are done
0: nice just a wild incoherent but very like in-depth story narrative like, yeah like dude, like details that you couldn't be making this up yeah. This fucking thing just flipped over. It's on fucking fire, man. Oh my god. We're just, in like,
2: like we're in like suburban Tampa.
3: Like yeah, we're, there's no tractor trailer. There's no there. tractor we're, trailer yeah.
1: within 100 miles. <laughs> there are no tractor trailers in Tampa. Yeah, yeah and the rest is history. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. You guys, uh, thank you for that story, Mike. That was the You're perfect welcome. finish. Yeah. Thank you for joining us again for the second time. We'll have to catch up again in D.C. Whenever we Absolutely, come to visit you, man. we will have this. Well, it'll be the Washington, D.C. Symposium. Jake, thank you as always for being here and for listening and for hosting, most importantly. Yes. And Anonymous okay. Charlie, thank you for being here and being a a voice of dissent. Because well, yeah. it's, seriously, <laughs> it, there's we're all about getting different opinions and voices here and just having open discussion about anything. So that's that's about it.
2: Yeah, and the next time that I'm on the podcast, this is Jake again. I need to tell you about New Year's Eve 2016 because that's my biggest Florida drunk story, but I'll save it for next time. Oh, wait, no, bonus
0: nice. track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bonus track, yes. A little extension. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jake shit Jake in his pants. That's your name now, Jake shit in his pants. Jake shit in his pants.
2: you guys want me to tell you about this? <laughs> Did you shit your pants? I go to the bathroom first? You have just shit your pants. Story.
0: Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. Take the my, mic. I got his story. Hey, yeah. uh, we got my story. All right, fuck your so, story. I get a piss.
2: So December thirty first, two thousand fifteen. Kelly and I are going to a pregame at one of our friends' places for New Year's Eve, and it's just one of those crazy nights when you're at the pregame. You're already super hammered. You probably shouldn't even go out afterwards. We go out afterwards on South Howard, which is like the big strip of bars here in Tampa. And we literally don't remember a single thing after the pregame. Like we don't know anything that happened after being out. And we know that we ended up at home because we woke up in my apartment and like of course we're hungover, we don't know what the fuck happened. And as the day goes on, you know, we're just small talking around the apartment, both kind of in that goofy, you know, hungover phase. And I found like a pile of clothes on the floor from the night before, like, you know, all the fancy stuff I was wearing for New Year's Eve. And I was just like putting everything back where it should go and putting things in the, in the laundry room and things like that. And I start to realize that I don't have my shoes that I wore the night before anywhere. I have no shoes. Um, they were just like black dress shoes. And I literally looked throughout my entire apartment and could not find these shoes anywhere. And it was just the most mind-blowing thing because I'm like, where the hell could my shoes be? And we didn't really know what to do or like where to look or where to even start. So I went to Uber because I knew we probably got an Uber home that night. And on Uber, at least back then, I'm I'm sure you still can, but you could see your trip history and see like exactly where the Uber driver drove. So Mm -hmm. I see it like one or two in the morning the Uber takes Kelly and I from the bar that we were at to like this Vision Works, which is like an eye eyesight place.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a strip club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: But it literally took us to Vision Works, and that's the last trip that was on the Uber. And the Vision Works that I'm talking about was like a mile and a half, maybe maybe more from my apartment. So I'm like, all right, so what the hell happened at this Vision Works and why was I taken there? So Kelly and I were just confused, so we just decided to go to this Vision Works. And I'm just, like, looking around, like, trying to see if anything jogs my memory. And up near the building, in one of the bushes, were my shoes, just sitting in the bush. So, Kelly and I probably went from that bar to VisionWorks, and for some reason, my shoes ended up next to the building. And then we somehow made it home, which makes no sense, because there was no Uber from Works back to my apartment which means i probably walked a mile and a half barefoot back to my apartment.
1: Something okay. something in that sounds vaguely familiar. I feel like i remember you telling me about that, mm-hmm. but you have no ending to the story, do you? There's no ending. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's that was just my that was my probably
2: craziest blackout in Tampa so far. That's, that's a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, i can't say that this is a Tampa story unfortunately, but probably one of my best drunk moments ran from the cops several times when I was underage like have a lot of these wild stories but maybe one of the weirdest ones was from college it was the middle of the week uh we were all studying for finals we ended up at a a house party we're on the second floor house is bumping it's like a middle of the week like a Wednesday night so we're kind of like eh the cops won't come whatever we're all like 20 years old at the time so uh Walk out onto the balcony, we're standing out there drinking, one of the college like campus security people comes by, shines his light, we all have sombreros on, right? And we're like, he's like, You guys need to shut it down. We're like, Ooh, like that was where we (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) Looking in hindsight, we fucked up. And he's like, and then just storms away because he can't do shit, right? And I remember thinking, like, I hope that fucking front door was locked. And then whatever, like keep partying not 30 minutes later do we hear like the music stop I'm like oh shit I'm on this balcony I see the cop come in I'm like I can't get another drinking ticket motherfucker I'm getting (laughs) out of here like I am I'm getting off this balcony and I mean this was a big drop this is second story I'm looking off the edge like oh shit what do I do what do I do quick decision cop comes out on the balcony now my foot is going over the railing and I'm on the edge of the balcony right I'm looking down and it's, it's high, dude. Right like, or flight, bro. Like we're talking, I mean, this is at least 20 feet. Like it was a high fucking balcony. And uh, look ahead. He's trying to get everybody, you know, rallying them inside. Like, Hey, you know, I need your IDs, blah, blah, blah. He looks, we make eye contact and I go, oh, quick decision. <laughs> Turn, jump off the balcony. Now on the gutter of this balcony were like these hooks that like stuck out. And as I jump, I'm in just regular shorts and a t-shirt. As I jump, the hook goes through my boxer strap, through my pants. So I don't know any of this. I like, As I jump, I look at him, I jump. I end up upside down looking at him. Look at myself. I'm naked and there's a strap going between my knees up through a loop. And I'm so fucking confused, hanging upside down, butt naked, looking up. As I'm orienting myself, the cop comes over the edge and he goes, what the fuck? (laughs) Looks at me naked and then he goes on the radio and goes, we got runners. (laughs) And he just, to this day, like, I hope this cop tells this story because it was fucking wild. So what happened was I jumped off the balcony, but the hook from the gutter went through the back of my pants, through my boxers, and the boxer strap Apparently, it was the strongest strap in the fucking world. serious rope. elastic. It hung through my knees as I flipped around <laughs> and was hanging off the strap. And I was hanging upside down by my fucking knees, looking at this cop, butt-ass naked. And the only thing I could think to do was just yank the elastic strap. Meanwhile, now I'm hanging, you know, five feet. Broke your fall so, a little bit. So we're probably 15 feet from the ground now. Yank the strap. <laughs> Boom, hit the ground, oh, knocks the wind out of me, lay there for a minute, see another kid, like, jump off the balcony, straight up break his ankle, like, <laughs> right next to me. His name was Devin, he was a buddy of ours, literally, like, fucking broke his ankle. So, that's that situation where you're like, you just gotta outrun the bear, you know what I mean? Like, you're fucked, with peace. Yeah, he,
1: he was the weaker of the two, he's gonna so, get eaten.
0: So, I ran, bare ass, with the fucking ass of my pants ripped off, holding the front of my pants over my garbage running along the busiest street of the campus getting home got to our house we had a party going on <laughs> with my old roommate walk in just out of breath exhausted beaten up like you have no idea what just happened <laughs> and then he says hey you need a beer yeah, that yeah. is exactly what happened okay. we kept so, partying. i was like great. i got away like college was great man wow best time of my life
1: that was uh invigorating yeah. you know charlie charlie so it gives, charlie. Us, it gives, us, it gives
0: yes. us something to go off tonight you know let's get to that level
1: well you guys have fun with that uh, i'm gonna take care of my my wife and her nosebleeds No, and, we're, um, we're
0: taking you with us <laughs> okay
1: cheers gentlemen thank you for joining cheers.
0: thanks man.